New year, new pod, no Mandalorian. On this episode, we talk about the upcoming onslaught of Marvel content. Do we want fun and wacky, or do we want probably still fun but with Bucky on Deadliest Catch? Stay tuned for our hot and cold takes on episode 19 of Krypton to Alderaan. Podcast that makes 0.5 past light speed. <laughs> I, every week I wait, I like pause for a reaction that never comes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll insert a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Actually, that could be fun. Uh, I'm Joey, and with me is Royce. Hello, podcast. And Robin. Hello. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. It's 2021. It's a new year. It's a new cast. We are the podcast that talks all about nerdy pop culture and content, but it's mostly Star Wars, except for today. But before we get into all that, what have we all been up to the past couple of weeks? It was Christmas and or whatever other holiday you celebrate and also New Year's Eve and also New Year's. <laughs> what have you, what have we, what have we all been up to? <laughs> I, I've been trying to learn how to enjoy a holiday. I keep trying to make new projects <laughs> up in between the holiday where everybody mm -hmm. else is like, it's a holiday. I'm not doing anything. And I'm checking emails and I'm writing songs. And I tried to work on a course for my audio business and I stayed too busy for a holiday. But we had an awesome Christmas. We had an awesome New Year's. We stayed up and watched the awkward uh, New Year's Eve in Times Time Square. Square with nobody. Yeah. But that's like a tradition to watch that. So we had to. It's kind of weird, isn't it? That it's such a tradition to have it that they still like, broadcast from there. I mean, there's still people there. Well, that's even weirder. We did not watch it, but I had this crazy idea that we could like watch something in our own time zone. That doesn't exist. The entire country <laughs> revolves around New Year's Eve and Times Square. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought about this that this year because sometimes they do the New Year's throughout all the time zones. And you're right. How boring is it to watch somebody else count down because that does happen even in New York or Eastern time zone. Because afterwards, if you stay up, they're like, it's New Year's in Nevada. And you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I, I thought for sure there would be something in Denver, like an actual, I don't know, televised or broadcast event. And I do not believe that is the case. So, Robin, what you got? <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, which is awesome. It's the first. On the Switch? Yes. Nice. And it's the first new Animal Crossing that I've had since I want to say 2010 or 11, whenever the last one came out. So I'm very excited. It's pretty much been the only thing I've been doing, minus very briefly playing uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which was cool slash disappointing, uh, as Star Wars usually is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think we had this exact same conversation about. Fallen Order, probably almost a year ago. Yeah, that so, sounds right. happy anniversary <laughs> podcast, but also I think this is almost verbatim the exact conversation we had, which speaks to exactly the point about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks cool. The concept is super cool. As someone who does not do well with first player games and you add swirling through space in a TIE fighter... It's pretty nauseating and pretty disappointing. I'll try and play it again, but uh, probably not going to make it past like the 20 minute mark. Yeah. Is it because that's not like 
your ideal game or is it because of the story and and whatever else is going on in the game? I think that's both. I think it's both. Like the story is definitely interesting. I started off playing as an Imperial, like in a TIE fighter. And that was cool because you can choose. But then it also says like you're going to alternate like every other whatever you're doing, every other like mission. You're going to be either like an Imperial or a rebel. So you don't get to just choose for the whole game, which I'm not a huge fan of. I'd rather just play as one faction for the whole game. Right. And then the fact that like, if I could change it and have it be third player where I'm like behind the ship, watching the ship fly. Third I think, person. Yeah. I think that would be much more interesting and I would actually be able to play it and would wow. probably put some time into it. But you're the, you're the squadron guy in the, in the vehicle. I get it. And you can third person. It's like, Who's flying this thing? And you could still be the person <laughs> flying it, but I I have difficulty when I'm that close to the game. I understand. It's yeah. very nauseating. It's like overstimulation for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's like an equilibrium thing. Once a year, I play about five minutes of No Man's Sky and I suffer the same thing where it's just like flying in a spaceship, nauseating equilibrium disruption. And also it's not that fun. So... <laughs> Awesome. Who's that? I think we're also just getting old. Yeah. Not to bring the mood down. <laughs> Every time I play a video game, I'm like, should I not play video games anymore? But I can't let that be. Well, case. I made the joke with Robin. It's like when she was playing Rogue Squadron, it's like when your parents come in and you're playing a game and they're like, I don't know how you could do that. And you're like, nah, it's cool. Like you got two sticks and like they're not even used to using two joysticks kind of thing. Like that's how I'm feeling about <laughs> video games now. I'm so disconnected that it's like, They're too real. I've kind of always had an issue with first-person games, though. Like, I've never been able to play them and not feel significantly nauseous. So I'm sure age doesn't help either, but... Sorry. (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I have been reading Star Wars Dark Disciple, which is a Star Wars novel um, that focuses on Quinlan Vos, who's... A character that I really came to like, he's in the Clone Wars. And the story is about him teaming up with Asajj Ventress because the Jedi Council decides to try to assassinate Dooku. And so they send Quinlan to team up with Asajj Ventress to try to assassinate Dooku. And it's pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. And that's it. We also watched Wonder Woman and I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) So was it as expected? It was worse than expected. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, I'm just so disappointed that it 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 doesn't even matter it's just all the dc movies are just so disappointing i saw a headline that was like why dc will never be the mcu and i was like well that's just sad they they don't know what they're doing (laughs) they really don't and whatever anyway that's a whole different podcast we could get into yeah we're talking about to watch all the dc movies so we're gonna get into it eventually i was thinking today and you brought up songs um when are you going to do another Instagram concert? Uh, they were yeah, really fun. Yeah, they are. They're fun and they're a little weird since like if you've ever done any kind of live performance or like given a speech where people clap at the end, like at the very least, you don't get any applause. So it's weird. <laughs> I would love to do like one a week. And I, I thought I was going to be on a schedule of doing one a week, but I don't know when the next one will be. Because I was thinking like every Friday when Mandalorian came out, that's like... I did like two or three weeks in a row at the beginning of Mandalorian, and then I fell off the radar. <laughs> and now Mandalorian's gone. So I appreciate that you want to see more, and I'll maybe try to make more. 
<laughs> the fans demand it. It's not just me. Oh, you're speaking They're for a collective. It. Speaking for all the fans <laughs> of Roy. Hey, everyone uh, listening, check out Royce's YouTube channel, Royish Good Looks. They're, it's honestly really great, and the Star Wars song's really great, and I heard he's got more coming, so Woo. that's also great. And also, hey, if you'd like to get in touch with us, reach out. At, we're on Twitter at Krypton Alderon, or you could shoot us an email at kryptontalderon at gmail.com. Joey's That's been doing A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N. a lot of tweeting. D-E-R-A-A-N. I have. I live tweeted our viewing of Wonder Woman, the first one. And I didn't do that for Wonder Woman 84 because I didn't want to spoil it and because I was sad. So anyway, I'm sure people would have been really upset if you spoiled that movie. <laughs> yeah, all the people that would have been tuning into my tweets. Okay, so this week on our podcast, there's a lot to do. We're going to discuss the announcements from Disney Investor Day, specifically the Marvel series and movies that were announced. Some of these we knew about and some of them we didn't. We're going to like maybe briefly discuss several that we don't have much information about or that are new and so there's no information about. And then sort of do a deep dive into a few series that will be on Disney Plus that we know a whole bunch more about because they're coming out in like a week. So let's jump right in. So some stuff we kind of already knew about and we briefly discussed this on a previous Krypton to Alderaan episode. And because of that, I know it's Royce's favorite concept, She-Hulk. <laughs> um, well, first of all, did either of you watch Disney Investor Day? No. I did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, boy, what a hoot it was. Um, what a anyway, grenade it was so, that went off. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Feige got up there and he talked about all kinds of stuff. And uh, first on our list is She-Hulk. One really interesting thing is that the showrunner was announced to be Jessica Gao, who has written some Rick and Morty, in particular the Pickle Rick episode, which I think is my favorite episode of Rick and Morty. I su- what do you guys think I about suppose that? if you're going to write something called She-Hulk, you have to have a little bit of a sense of humor. I think you're a She-Hulk hater. Would that be accurate? Would that be inaccurate? I'm not. I no. I <laughs> I think it has. It sounds like it's got to be a silly thing. That's all I mean. Like it's she Hulk. It's you know. <laughs> yeah, I girl Spider Man. Like yeah, I wish Spider they had Woman. given her a different name. <laughs> I would be much so more corny. interested. It is. It is Pickle Rick. You know. She, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they picked her. So there's not much here to go on. They cast her, and uh, we did learn that Tim Roth is returning as Abomination. Do you guys remember the Hulk, the Edward Norton Hulk movie? I do. Okay, yes. Robin, are you familiar with that film? I've seen parts. I've never seen the whole thing. Well, it's a classic. (laughs) Um, It's canon. (laughs) It is canon. It is it is more canon now than ever because Tim Roth is coming back as Abomination, um, which is a Hulk villain, and Mark Ruffalo will be appearing as the Hulk. Feige set it up as sort of a legal comedy drama thing, I think. So who knows? I think it'd be funny to see if like She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters is a lawyer that gets Hulk powers from Bruce Banner. Are you both with me so far? And she... <laughs> and she... Uh, she, like, retains her intellect when she's big and green. So she's, like, a hulky lawyer. Sometimes she can switch back and forth. I don't really know what's going to happen in the show. <sighs> Who knows? Yeah, that's. I think that's the general reality. But it might be fun. I don't know. I really like this character. I have high hopes for the show. Yeah. It, it, this, like, with a lot of the things I'm sure you're going to mention, it's like, wait for a trailer to pass judgment. 
So that's just it. Like we're gonna spend maybe two minutes on each of these because we just don't know. Other than he, they it was announced at Disney Investor Day, and they have casting and stuff now, which is fine. Uh, a title that I think is much more well, I don't know. I really like She Hulk, but probably much more interesting to a lot of people is Miss Marvel. I think we also discussed this briefly on the podcast before. Are you guys familiar with this character? I don't remember. <laughs> I definitely know of the character. I couldn't tell you any specifics, though. Okay, yeah. She's a more recent character in Marvel history. Her first appearance was in, like, 2013, and then she got her own solo book, and she's, like, the first Muslim character to have her own solo book, so that's, like, a big thing. And she's a Pakistani-American girl who gets superpowers. Um, what the most interesting part I think is that she like idolizes Captain Marvel. So she's going to get superpowers and it's going to tie into Captain Marvel and, and the phase four stuff in that way. It's just a really great direction. I think for Disney, they're really, it feels like for a company that I think can be attributed to like maybe white elitism and maybe in the past, not the most ethical company that there is is really trying to like make a name for themselves and change and be more diverse and this is one of many things that i think are sort of in that line so they have a very diverse cast and group of creators and people working on the show cool so something really interesting also is moon knight an interesting character uh feige described this as like an indiana jones type action adventure story is that something that would interest all of us i think that could be really interesting as something in sort of the marvel vein of stuff that definitely sounds more interesting than uh she hulk she hulk yeah yeah Let's use She-Hulk as the bar. That's a that's a little bit of a pun because she's a lawyer. <laughs> During the breakdown of of the series, Feige described it as he has a multiple personality disorder, basically, and that each of those personalities would be a distinct character in the show, which I think is a really interesting thing. It's almost sort of akin to Legion, which is a show that I think we all really liked about a character a comic book character that suffers from mental illness and has all of these different sort of personalities and powers that are all represented in that show in one way or another. So I think if they sort of take that route with it, where it's this sort of extra comic booky, weird, heady show, it could be really good with the backdrop of his history, which is very sort of Egypt heavy, Egyptian iconography, Feige described it as in the thing. So would that be more interesting to you if it was more a show like that that we already know? That we like? I don't know. I think it sounds much more interesting. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Other than like a standard origin story where you're like, oh, what do you know? Someone down on their luck gets superpowers and now they're saving the world, but somebody wants to take their power. Like, yeah, let's, you could explore other avenues like mental health for sure. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest part of it because Legion was so different and like so different on every level, storytelling, visually, character wise. One of the things I think we're going to like talk about, or at least I'm definitely going to bring up as a wet blanket, is like the oversaturation that's going to end up happening with some of this Marvel stuff and maybe even like the Star Wars stuff soon to come too. Like, there's so many movies and so many TV shows, so you have to differentiate them. They can't just all be like Transformers, you know? You're like, I saw one. I probably don't need to see any more. Did they, <laughs> did they transform in this one? Yes. Oh, okay. Trans they, did, they did that in the last one. Transformers 
the series, the, the cinematic universe of Transformers was so bad for so many reasons other than just not wanting to see things transform in every movie. It was just bad. Like, maybe the first one was good, probably not, but anyway. But you gotta, right it gotta along, be different. Yeah, agreed. So let's bang the rest of these weird ones out. Secret Invasion, I think, will be really important. It's gonna be a series, but we'll see the return of Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn as Nick Fury and Talos from Captain Marvel. Did you guys like the Captain Marvel movie? Yeah, that's probably one of my favorites. Great. Well, it's coming back around. Uh, Secret well, Invasion is... Okay, wait, let me put an asterisk on that because I like the Nick Fury and the, you know, Skrull guy. That was my favorite aspect of that movie. I didn't really care much about the Captain Marvel side of it. Well, that's perfect because that's exactly what Secret Invasion's going to be. Hell yeah. So that's right up your alley. And it's a fairly important storyline about a sect of Skrulls that have infiltrated Earth, sort of. They've just become powerful people on Earth, including superheroes. So, like, some of the Avengers have been replaced by Skrulls and stuff like that. So I think it's super interesting that they're making this a series and not a movie. I think that there's a lot more that can be done with this as a series than just, like, sitting through a a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie where there's a resolution at the end. We have a real sort of chance to dive into the storytelling here, which I think is super interesting. Yeah, that sounds good. Ironheart was another thing that he brought up, which is about a young woman who reverse engineers Tony Stark's armor and becomes a superhero. These are all series. So we're going to get a lot of stuff here. Like you said, Royce, it's going to be very saturated. I can't believe there's this many things, to be honest. (laughs) They should do like two and then leave it alone. No, they should do it like movies. There's like one or two a year. That's it. Well, I'm going to bring up one more thing and then I'm going to say my opinion. And then there's Armor Wars which is also an Iron Man-related property. As Feige described it at, at Disney uh, Invest, whatever the fuck it was called, um, it focuses on what happens when Iron Man tech falls into the wrong hands, which is literally every Iron Man, Iron Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, anyway, whatever. So what I think is happening here is that they're like making up for not being able to release their movies. I mean, I think all of these are really good ideas and all of them could be good as a serialized thing. And I mean, they needed to announce some stuff, but they haven't been able to like, they've had to push a lot of movies back and stuff like that. So, and it seems like they might've taken some of their movies and turned them into series and stuff like that. So I think it's all sort of in response to COVID. It's probably going to be more interesting to see how serious of series they are. They're not going to be 24-episode seasons. No, They're going to be no. like six. So maybe that's yeah. why there's so many, because they're like a story that they're telling, but they're going to do it over the course of a couple episodes. They're more like mini-series than an actual... Like, TV shows don't exist anymore, really. Like, these aren't yeah. TV shows. Even like Mandalorian. It's like three it's hours. This, it's nothing, though, yeah. runtime-wise. So... I guess maybe it's, that's not as oversaturated as I thought, but it seems like a lot at first. It's a lot. It's certainly a lot. You, like you said, it's sort of in this miniseries format, but it's also fit in within fit into these phases. Like the storylines sort of have to be contained in phase four, and then the next time they do it, they'll have to be contained in phase five. So there's sort of like a a box in a box that's going to contain all of these. Right. To make sense know, of it. Hundreds of series for movies. There's Black Widow which is finally being released in May. And they 
said that it's going to be, as of now, it's a theatrical release only, which is obviously a mistake, right? Like in May, everything's still going to be shut down. So it's just weird that they're not opting to take like the soul and Wonder Woman route of releasing it both in theaters and on streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely not seeing that until it's released for streaming. I think that they will change that. I think we're going to get in, you know, in a month or two, they're going to be like, we're releasing it to streaming. They're trying to make money and it already got pushed back. So I think that this will change eventually. They'll just release it. Probably. I think the next one to really talk about is the Spider-Man sequel. Just because of all the news we've been hearing about casting, and I think that a Spider-Verse movie is really going to tie into the Phase 4. And so we'll have Doctor Strange traveling the multiverse, and we'll have this Spider-Man Spider-Verse thing. And so it's all going to be like a messing with reality sort of thing for Phase 4. And I'm very excited to see a new Spider-Man movie. Did you guys like Far From Home? Eh. Really? I don't like, uh, who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy, bad guy? Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Boo. That movie was awesome. You okay, suck. great. I also really enjoyed... I enjoyed both of them. I really like these Spider-Man, these new Spider-Man movies. I love um, Spider-Man. And I think it'll be super awesome to have a, a live-action Spider-Verse thing. Uh, we'll get Doctor Strange. We'll get Thor Love and Thunder, which is another take of Watiti Thor. Robin, are you excited for that? I'm not, because aren't they going to have a lot of Natalie Portman? I don't know how much Natalie Portman they will have, but they will. Well, actually, she was. Did news drop that she was going to become Thor? Was that a thing or was that just a rumor? Anyway, take a Watiti's directing another Thor movie. They announced the bad guy. Uh, Christian Bale's going to play the main villain. Nice. Gore the God Butcher, which is another relatively recent um, comic book character. That's pretty awesome. I'm more excited for those, the like continuations of things that are already like well established. Like, yeah. A sequel to a movie, that makes more sense to me than just like, it's a new show. Well, you can't get a sequel until you have the new show or movie. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I want to watch (laughs) She-Hulk. Have you guys seen She-Hulk 2 yet? (laughs) We're going to get Black Panther 2, which they're not going to recast. And it's going to, I guess, focus on the sequel is going to focus on Wakanda, which I think is really smart. No one wants to recast Chadwick Boseman. Uh, we're going to get Fantastic Four, which I think, which is the first benefit we're seeing of the Marvel Fox deal. I had to make sure I was saying it right, because last time we talked about this, I kept saying Sony. So that's all the sort of bibbledy bops that we don't know all that much about, but it's fun that it's happening, I guess, depending on who you are and what your opinion is. Welcome to Disney Investor Day. We've got some <laughs> bibbledy bops to sh- we're really excited to show you. Yep. That that's might it. as well be how they did it. <laughs> how they did it was actually, we're Disney. We're making more money than we ever expected to. Disney Plus is doing better than ever. And um, here's all the stuff that's coming out. So there's three main things coming out very soon that we know the most about because... They're coming out very soon. And the first one up is WandaVision. And I think this is what we're going to talk the most about for lots of reasons, including that Royce loves the X-Men so much. Scarlet Witch is historically in comic books a mutant. But I also think that this is one of the ways that could bring the X-Men, it's most likely way for the X-Men to come into the MCU. Am I wrong? You love the mutants, right? Yeah, 
I like the X-Men a lot. That's my favorite comic book story, franchise, whatever. But yeah. is there an actual rumor that that's a thing? Because in the trailer, like, I don't see no X-Men. Well, I would say it is a rumor. And from stuff in the trailer, it could, I think it it's sort of a likeliness that we could talk about going forward. We also had a great episode on this. Um, I think episode 14, where we discussed how the, how we think the X-Men will enter the MCU. Well, that would definitely make me excited for the show. Yeah. If Wolverine shows up in the first episode, right? But he's baby Wolverine and they need to find out where he came from. <laughs> and he has powers. They can't understand. Moving on. Disney, I think you've got a showrunner. Contact us. Krypton to all around at gmail.com. No, please um, don't do that. That was all sarcasm. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Wolverine, in our um, previous episode about this, Royce pitched Nick Offerman as Wolverine. Hell yeah. You remember that? Yeah, that was great. Check it out. Check out episode 14. It's a really good one. So WandaVision is the first of this onslaught of series that we're getting, but it's also the beginning of phase four. So if this isn't good... God then, help us I all. Mean, it's going to be a huge, I think it's going to be something really big to get over. But hopefully also, if it is good, Disney Plus will see sort of the good reception and not try to force us to go to the movies. They can understand that they can just like release more of this stuff on Disney Plus instead of like only releasing Black Widow in theaters, which I'm like not really excited to see Black Widow anyway, I guess. So let me start with this in terms of WandaVision. Have any of us liked this character so far? Are you invested? I'm going to take a line out of Robin's uh, playbook. Yeah. <laughs> Vision is a cool character. I don't like Scarlet Witch, especially because it seems that every appearance she makes, she's a different sort of character with a different accent. They're afterthoughts. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, and they're here. Like she's in the end of, is that the end of Winter Soldier? They're like the twins. And then oh, the yeah. next movie she's in, she has like a very heavy, like a Russian accent or something. And then through the movies, it like it's sprinkled in a little bit. But like now she just has an American accent. Yeah. Well, they probably didn't know what the overall role was going to be. But if you give her an accent, keep the accent. Like she's just straight American now. So I think part of the problem was that people really criticized the accent, like along with other parts of the character. And then when she stopped having the accent, people criticized that as well. So there was kind of no winning there other than just not doing that in the first place. I guess I would say I liked the character more as the movies went on, but like her introduction in Age of Ultron and then in Civil War, it just kind of was missing traction. Yeah. Um, but I really liked her in Endgame. But well, that was like integral in Endgame, right? Yeah, exactly. So they kind of like really amped up her importance by Endgame. I think that WandaVision could be a really great stepping point forward because it looks, again, it looks so different and it looks so comic booky, and it seems like they're pulling elements of some from some really great comic books and trying to make Scarlet Witch like the, a, a very good character, which they haven't done yet, I guess. And we talked about this show a few, epi well, several episodes ago on the podcast. And I think last time we talked, we weren't all that excited about it. Does that sound right? I don't yep. really know. Um, it just felt like the right thing to say. That's probably correct enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we didn't know a lot, but there's been this trailer or like the they had a small trailer and now there's like a bigger trailer that's out. Yeah. 
So that was my that was my point. Has the trailer did that do anything for you? Only until they get to the end and like they start peeling back the curtain and you're like, oh, there's something going on. The yeah. like the traveling through the different eras is clearly going to be like episode one facade, and they like figure out they're in a dimension and they got to get out of the dimension or whatever. And that's interesting. The whole like. I don't want it to be a sitcom. Like those scenes are kind of funny in the context of a trailer, but like if that's like all episode one is, is just like a weird trip down this like alternate reality lane and not, I mean, I guess I'm contradicting myself a little bit if it's not going to be different, you know, like we want it to be different and not just action and blowing shit up. Yeah. But it would also be weird if it was just them in like the 1950s and then in the 60s, and like traveling through time, but not figuring out what was going on. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's such a weird looking show. But the trailer <laughs> at the end, the trailer at the end shows you there's going to be a big climactic battle at some point or something. So it goes somewhere. We don't know where, though. Yeah. Robin. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think about that? The concept is interesting from what I've seen, but I would be really excited if it were like pretty much any other character. I just don't like Scarlet Witch. Like Vision is a cool character. He's typically like pretty low key, but pretty awesome in the movies. And then Scarlet Witch, I just, there's something that they really messed up with her character that I just, every time I see her in a movie, I'm like, no, no Scarlet Witch, please go away. I think that they know that and they're trying to fix that with this. And again, it's so much, we're going to get so much more of her comic book, the comic book version of Scarlet Witch to try to make up for that. Or at least that's what I'm hoping. And that's what I'm getting from the trailer. And it seems to be like less traveling through time and more traveling through sitcoms. It's like Bewitched and uh, The Brady Bunch and who knows what else. Yeah. But um, yeah, it does look really interesting and different. And in this trailer, you kind of get the sense that she... It's What I really like about these trailers and what's got me excited for the show is there's so much in the trailers without giving anything away. Yeah, you can't pin down what the show is about. And that is not what Wonder Woman 84 did at all. <laughs> Gave away everything in those trailers, which made me mad when I watched the trailers. But anyway, it's something that I think Marvel's really good at doing and DC's not. But anyway, these trailers are so packed full of comic booky stuff without giving stuff away. And that makes it so intriguing to me. I think it looks really good and really fun. To the X-Men thing in the trailers, I think there's a lot of Easter eggs for comic book stories that they're going to bring in. And one of those stories is called House of M, where Scarlet Witch suffers a mental breakdown and basically erases mutant powers from Earth. She's just like, no more mutants. And then mutants lose their powers. And so I think that that would be a really interesting direction for them to go. And again, we've talked about it. They need to bring the X-Men in. So it would be really a really cool sort of twist if it sort of happens in the opposite way, where (laughs) obviously something's going weird and reality's being messed with. And instead of like erasing mutants, she brings them into existence. I think that would be really fun and very comic booky. Do you think that would be a good way to introduce the X-Men into the MCU, Royce, as your favorite characters? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you actually bring them in and make it satisfying. I suppose to do it in like a real experimental way is probably the way that makes the most sense. But I don't know. That seems like that should be more of a like TV or not not a TV event. That seems more thing. like a movie thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, who knows? I mean, these might all be movies that 
they've made for TV, but we don't know. But we don't know a lot. But my point is that it looks really good. And I think that they could do really weird, fun, comic booky stuff like that um, to not only do weird, fun, comic booky stuff, but to, again, like we were saying, redeem the character and make her something that we want to watch. Yeah. Give, so, us, a, give us a reason to invest in her. Yeah, do those trailers and the knowledge that maybe comic, actual comic book stuff might be incorporated in them. Does that make you excited to watch this show? Let me put it this way. My anticipation is that the show comes out next Friday as of this recording, and it would be really great if we could watch it and then talk about it on the podcast. And maybe I just committed that, committed us to that, which would be really great. But that being said, if I commit us to that as podcast hosts, would you be excited for that? I'm sure we'll have to watch it. (laughs) I mean, we're going to watch it. I'm just not, I'm expecting a dumpster fire, basically. Well, if it's going to be such a radically different thing, like, it could be great, or it could just be weird. So we just have to wait and see. Well, that's what we have to do for all of this stuff. Yeah, so we'll, we'll watch it and we'll talk about it to some degree, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. You don't have to. We've committed, I guess. <laughs> we are just committed. Isn't that fun? We're all going to have fun. Everyone's going to have fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to have fun. Um, I think when we <laughs> first got wind of The Mandalorian, we didn't think it was going to be good. And I and probably the words Robin used was dumpster fire for that as well. Yeah. And look at us now. I would look still at us, argue. I said. We low, love it. Bar was low for Star Wars, though. Again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I also still would argue to a degree that some of that show was a dumpster fire, and <laughs> Baby Yoda was the uh, fire extinguisher, literally in the he end was of the season glue one. That held the fire together. Yeah, he is the spark that lit the fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That burned down. That's so Something. much better than my dumb joke. Um, <laughs> keep in mind that in the trailer, Wanda and Vision are both holding babies. So maybe there will be a little baby Grogu for WandaVision. Maybe they stole him. Maybe they stole him. Maybe they're running through time to escape the police who are trying to arrest them for kidnapping. Huh. You need to stop watching <laughs> 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> People run through time in 2020? Yeah, it's all about time crime. over. 2020 is going to be my, my what I'm into next week, by the way, because, man, what a show. Ooh, this week's going to be real good. Oh, my goodness. Maybe we are too old for video <laughs> games. I get really excited for the evening news and 2020. And Jeopardy. Oh, goodness. And Jeopardy. And, <laughs> and you get seasick when you play video games. Oh, my God. Yep. We're doomed. We're doomed. I guess regardless, WandaVision and the character are both going to be the catalyst for phase four. It's like starting with her. Sure. We're going to watch it. Next up is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I am least excited for. What? (laughs) (laughs) This is what's best about our podcast, Krypton to Alderaan. (laughs) Krypton to Alderaan at gmail.com at Krypton Alderaan on Twitter. Um, The best is that we had such differing opinions. Isn't that fun? The best is when I ask a question and no one answers it. Also, <laughs> we need to Rhetorical. get a, uh, a little cricket sound effect. Yeah, some full time. <laughs> yes, I'll try not Please to edit do that. that space out. Are either of you or both of you looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Well, you're excited, so take it away, Robin. I'm excited because Captain America is one of my favorite characters, like top three favorite. And if I had to pick among like the main character superhero 
people, it would definitely be him. Yeah. But I like Sebastian Stan. I think he does a really great job as Winter Soldier. Falcon, I could go without. If they just made like a Winter Soldier show, I'd be in. But hopefully it's interesting because they both do a pretty good job. And I like the, the series in general. So I'm hoping they don't completely fuck it up. Yeah. I don't think it will be bad. I just think it's the least comic booky of the three that are coming out very soon. And it's like the most grounded, most sort of real world version, which makes me less excited. That's just... Well, maybe they did that by design that they're like, let's have one that's just sort of normal. Yeah. But those characters are also kind of boring to me. That's like Transformers. Like, all right, Falcon shows up. (laughs) Did you watch Transformers recently? No, and I actually kind of like Transformers, but (laughs) he's got the wings and he jumps off a building and... There's not a a lot there I want to learn about. It's like you guys have already been in the movies. Like I feel they're pretty well established. Yeah, I don't know. I like the fact that they're more real because I like historical things a lot. So I think that's why I like Captain America the best because it's yeah. it's a very historical character. So I'm hoping they have some sort of aspect of that. Probably not so much with Falcon, but with Winter Soldier, they could definitely do some aspect of history with him. So I'm hoping they they go there somehow. Yeah, that's that's really that's a really interesting point. And yeah, that's great. To (laughs) Royce's point, this is a sequel. It's exactly what you said you wanted. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) now you say you don't want. This should be your favorite. This is is actually a movie that they just turned into a series. Right. So, like you just said, you're like this one's the most like. Do this one without any surprises. And that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, especially since WandaVision and Loki look weird and out there. (laughs) So this one is like just your paint by numbers superhero thing, which I think is fair to have a little bit of everything. So if every single one was like Vision and Scarlet Witch showing up and solving crimes, like you're like going to get bored with that. It's going to be terrible. So, yeah, uh-huh. they, they're going to travel through the sitcom verse or whatever it is. So it's okay that Falcon and Winter Soldier can be buddy cop, whatever it is. I think it will be good. I, I do think it will be good. And it's it's like the only one that's human. Like like you were saying, Robin, the Captain America-ness of it is sort of exemplified by that this is the only show dealing with the world's population in the aftermath of Endgame. Whereas like Wanda has obviously suffered some trauma because Vision died. And Loki, which we're going to talk about, is always self-serving, but just exists in this selfish alternate reality where he stole the Time Stone and was just a jerk. And so Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the conscience of these three shows, more or less. It's dealing with the Captain America stuff of everyone except the main characters, which I think is very sweet and heartfelt and, and everything. And so it it's like Steve handed Falcon the shield at the end of Endgame. And this is like the continuation of that. It's carrying on the Captain America legacy, which I think is really great. And I think it will be good. It's just not weird. And I want to see more weird stuff. Well, I guess we're getting enough weird stuff. So then we have Loki. Robin. Yes. (laughs) Is that the answer to the question I'm going to ask? Or is that you saying yes to me saying Robin? That's probably both. (laughs) Will you hate this? You already answered. So gotcha. I presume that you're most excited for this show. Yes. Which is another, like Royce, like you mentioned earlier, it's another very short six episode miniseries type thing. And I don't get it. What I think they're doing really well and what they always do really well is keep a lot of this stuff secret. But 
it's so confusing. I think it's going to be really good, but it's so like it's it exists in, a, in an alternate reality that doesn't exist anymore. But he has the time stone and the time variance authority. Is that the ATV or whatever? Which has got which is like the time cops of the Marvel universe. They've been involved. So does. Loki still exists or does he not exist? Did Thanos kill him or not? It's all very timey-wimey and confusing. But I do think the trailer looks very fun, and I do think it will be good. Owen Wilson is in it. Boo. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that in the trailer was kind of like, oh, I know him a little bit too well. <laughs> I just... Stop. Like, he doesn't need to be in it. <laughs> I saw that. That was like the beginning of the trailer, and... Yeah. I'm just like crossing my fingers that it's five minutes of the first episode and we never see him again. Fingers crossed he dies and they can't bring him back. Yeah. I think we might not see him a lot, but I also think there's a chance that he will play the role of someone who's worked at the Time Variance Authority for a long time and time works different there. So he's really weird and maybe a little bit crazy and quirky so that owen wilson-ness will work a little bit more but maybe uh, not i don't know they could have picked so many other people aside you, from yes. him yeah they they've picked so many unknowns for the tv show for the the disney plus the other disney plus series it's just strange when they go with such a well-known like this in this situation but who knows Maybe it'll be good. They got a Rick and Morty. They got another Rick and Morty writer for Loki, which could be fun. Yeah, that makes sense. But is he alive? It's six episodes. Does it exist in a reality that continues? Do you guys care about that? I care about that. I care if it's like, well, obviously this reality got erased after they put all the stones back at the end well, of the end game. I'm sure they'll address that because they know people will nitpick it. So it it will make sense within the world, you know? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I'm just excited they're doing a Loki. Anything with Loki. I'm excited. Feige described it as a crime thriller, which I think is very fun. I mean, it's could be a very fun thing. I don't get thing. that vibe from the trailer. No. Uh, and probably that's because they got someone from Rick and Morty to write a crime thriller. But... Who knows? I think the Time Variance Authority is going to, like, hire Loki to do all this time travel fixing stuff, um, and it'll be really fun. So that's that. These shows, WandaVision starts next week. Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out in March, which I think is really weird because it was a movie that they made into a series and then released it on Disney+, Plus. but Black Widow is coming out in May and it's going exclusively to the theaters. Anyway, it's all very strange decision. And then we'll have Loki. Soon. I don't I didn't write it down here, but it's soon. <laughs> no, I did. May. May. We're getting Logan in May. Woo. Yeah, I'm excited that those will be just out. They're gonna be on Disney Plus. It's not a matter of like, was it gonna be in theaters or do we have to buy a pass or <laughs> like we're just gonna get them as Disney Plus subscribers, and that is cool. Cause that was like the original, like when Netflix first started having original series, that was such a cool feature if you had Netflix and you're like, there's House of Cards. Wow. This is like only here on Netflix. Like yeah. that's how it's going to feel with Disney Plus. It's going to feel much more badass to be a Disney Plus subscriber. Agreed. And they're all coming out week to week. So we're all going to get this Mandalorian sort of experience and hopefully they're all good. So next week, WandaVision. This isn't the surprise question, but which are you guys most excited for, including everything we mentioned? I uh, will start with Robin. Uh, Loki, 110%. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> uh, of the 
of the new shows, these three shows, I'm pr- probably going to go with Loki. I think that's the one that looks the most fresh and like I care more about Loki than I do about Vision or Scarlet Witch. Sorry. But yeah, I also am really excited for like the next Spider-Man in any Doctor Strange stuff as well. But those aren't TV shows. I think Doctor Strange is going to be incredible and it's going to be like a scary, quirky sci-fi movie. And Sam Raimi's directing it, who's really good at this like sort of horror comedy stuff. I think it's going to be incredible, but we have a while to wait. Of these three, I would say I guess I'm most excited for WandaVision. I think it looks really good and it's right around the corner, but I'm excited to watch them all. And I'm end of the movies, I think Spider-Man. I'm excited for Spider-Man. Sweet. So... That brings us to the end of that. There was so much more discussed at um, Disney Investor Day, including a bunch of Star Wars stuff that we're going to talk about at a later point in time. And also there's really no information about anything. So there's that. And do you know what it's time for? What is it time for? Does anybody know? You know. (laughs) It's surprise question time with me, Joey, the host of Surprise Question with Joey. (laughs) And the question is, who or what is your favorite Disney property or character? Robin. Are we talking exclusively Star Throughout Wars Marvel? all of time and content, mm. Disney. The original Lion King. Really? Yeah. Wow. Clo- you know, there's second- like Star Wars and Marvel in, in there and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my favorite Disney movie, though. Close second followed with Pocahontas. Sure. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's that. Lion King's a good answer. It's it's a such a good movie. And I don't like that they made like 15 sequels and a fucking live action reboot that I will never, ever watch. I can tell you that I love with maybe every ounce of my heart, Lion King one and a half. <laughs> really? I love that movie so much. Well, that's interesting. <sighs> <laughs> that's a funny reaction. Um, Royce, I don't think I'll go with Star Wars or Marvel because that's kind of like obvious, but obviously I enjoy those things. But probably from an even more nostalgia point of view, I'd go with like Toy Story. Kind of like I assume the vibe that you're on, Robin, with Lion King. That was a different era of consuming content. Like if you had Lion King on VHS, you watched Lion King on VHS every weekend. You know what I mean? That was the one tape you had. You couldn't stream 50,000 other things and complain that they all suck. You had that one movie and you loved that one movie. And uh, our Uncle Stu would always gift us whatever like big Disney movie there was for that year. So like we always had Lion King or whatever. And Toy Story was definitely one of them. And who doesn't love Toy Story? We saw Toy Story 3 in college and it was like just as impactful. And they definitely knew what they were doing to bridge that age gap. But uh, yeah, Toy Story. I suppose it's like more Pixar than Disney, right? But Disney owns it, so. It's technically Disney. Yeah. Toy Story 3 is incredible. I have no idea what my answer is. I didn't think about my answer. I just thought about asking the question, so. That is too difficult (laughs) of a question to answer anyway. Let's be honest, dude. No, it's fine. So I'll answer for you. I'm going to guess it's The Little Mermaid. We're getting a live action version of that. Did you know that? Yeah, thank God. That'll translate well. Um, I don't really like any of the classic Disney stuff. Um... I love Moana. I really, really do. Uh, And that might be my answer if they didn't make Infinity War Endgame. I think that has to be my answer. And I think that might be a cop out, but they're just, I just, I just think they're incredibly good. And, and, and that's it. Coco is also up there. Moana, Coco, (laughs) and 
uh, Infinity War and Endgame. How many answers did you guys have? Two. Yeah, ish. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. That's Disney Investor Day wrapped up in a tight little bow. We did it, and we did the best job that's uh, ever been done about it. Woo! I think that's everything. I've asked the questions, and we've gone through stuff. Royce, do you have stuff to say that you usually say at the end of these things? Yeah, let's try to do a good job with this for once. <laughs> if people are still listening to this point of the podcast. <laughs> hey, we are on Twitter. And Joe does the Twittering. I don't have the password. So if you got a beef with Joe, you can hit him up directly on Twitter at Krypton Alderon. Give us a follow and tweet us some hate mail specifically for Joe. I'm not going to check it. At least I won't get the notification. To be clear, if we get hate mail, I will be sharing it with the rest of you. So you all have to experience it as well. Sure. Thanks for clearing that up. That we'll get the hate mail through. It's even if it's for myself, Robin or Lorelai, <laughs> even though she's not here, I don't know what there could be to hate about that. But if you don't tweet, you could reach us at Gmail, write us an email. Krypton2Alderon at gmail.com. And you can also review our show. I know it sounds stupid, but if you're listening to us right now, you must really like the show. And we really like you too. So leave us a review wherever the hell you're listening. And we'll see you next time. I've been Royce. <laughs> I've been Robin. I've been uh, Joey. And we've been Krypton2Alderon. Krypton